0: In this episode, Mahers interviews three of the four members of Ham Scholar, Los Angeles only and thus best known free space music band. Stick around. A review of Midsummer with film influencer and confirmed nose picker Bonnie Wright.
1: Hello, welcome back to episode three of Miles's Funhouse. This is Miles. I've got a good one for you. Um, I've interviewed the band Ham Scholar. Uh, I interviewed three of the members of Ham Scholar. I, uh, in the interview I said there were only three members, but there's actually four members. Um, the third member, the drummer, couldn't make it. He's not talking to me. He has been avoiding me um, ever since... Well, we've never actually met. So I can say he's been avoiding me for pretty much forever. And I don't appreciate it. Also, I interview my girlfriend Bonnie. She our friend Aaron Buck from Corning, New York. He's a glass blower. Look him up. Oh. For some reason, I don't know, <laughs> but he recommended to us to watch *Midsummer*, and so we watched *Midsummer*. We've actually already seen it, so we watched the newer director's cut, which has an additional 20 minutes. So we talk about that. We also compared the Wicker Man versions to it, um, both Wicker Man versions to *Midsummer*. We watched the 70s version of Wicker Man and the one from 2000-something-6 with Nicolas Cage. Just to compare it, um, between segments, I've asked uh, ASMR therapist Moist Miles to stop by. If you're unfamiliar with ASMR, it is an audio-based relaxation technique. Uh, Some people enjoy meditating to it, others find it highly disturbing. Um, It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And uh, basically that's the tingling sensation that you get from your brain down through your body when you hear sounds like fingernails on a chalkboard or um, a lot of people you like to listen to it it's like a relaxation thing they say it sets them off in certain ways uh, but some people have an aversion to it and um, i like to call those people audiophobes and uh, they shouldn't be listening audiophobes probably don't enjoy my podcast because i do like to mess around with the frequencies a lot play around with the mixing. So I've asked Moise smiles to come by because he is an ASMR therapist who specifically practices audiophobe conversion therapy. Now I know there's no science to back it up, but I think he's going to prove it on the air today. So. Uh, if you don't like the sounds of say like crinkling paper or other people eating or the word moist then try out moist miles's audiophobe conversion therapy session it's between interviews on this show
2: ladies and gentlemen Mm. Mm.
1: No one is allowed to stay in a shelter more than three or four days, except those necessary
0: to its maintenance.
3: We must go to
1: And I decide to go immediately. We are to work six hours a day, five days a week, with macular work clothes furnished, and four dollars a month besides. Pablo's upper lip marches wistfully. I have seen his face in many old masterpieces. It is the oval of a mandolin. He is from Kentucky. I'm here with Ham Scholar, a local band here in Los Angeles um, with three members, Tom, Ben and Andrew. Maybe you guys could just introduce yourself. We'll start with Tom and say, well, then we'll go to Ben and Andrew and just
3: go and say what your name and what you do in the band. Uh, All right. I'm Tom, Tom Ham Scholar. I play the theremin.
1: Great. And you do um, some of the art, uh, video art as well for the background.
3: Well, right? Oh, is that do you? Do that? Uh, I've done a bit, but we—I mean, we all piss around and do a bit of this and a bit of that. Uh, the last—I think the last one actually, Andy did. Andy made Andy made a nice video. Some, some oh, comedy. awesome. Yeah, but we—yeah, cool. you know.
1: How about you, Ben? You play the sax?
4: Uh yes, yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name's Ben. Uh, ben Ham Scholar. Uh, <laughs> uh, I play the I play the saxophone and uh, sometimes guitar, but not very often and sometimes harmonica but also not very often mostly sax all
1: right great and andy's
2: on guitar yeah I'm, uh, my name is andrew andrew ham or andy ham scholar i'm true and uh, <laughs> guitar, uh i've done a bit of bass and drums and sometimes i Incidentally, play theremin when I walk by
1: it. So, what's your guys' origin story? How did you find each other? Where'd like uh, just uh, any anyone can talk? uh, Just whatever you're. Tell me how you found each other. What your thinking is and your inspiration to to get together and actually play. Ooh, I
4: feel like I feel like Andy has to start that one off.
1: (laughs) It was Clown
2: Motel Massacre. That's the reason it began. Uh, (laughs) Clown (laughs) Motel
1: Massacre.
2: Way back in 2016, when Tom. was called on to direct a micro-budge slasher movie called Clown Motel Massacre, and he was good enough to get me involved. So I performed in the movie, I made some props, and then when it was just rough cuts, we decided to record a soundtrack at Tom's old cabin up in Frasier. So we spent a weekend laying down a lot of uh, material, and then I edited it down to some serviceable uh, soundtracks, either, either ambient noise or um, some sort of melodies or just bizarre um, mm-hmm. sounds that when you would explore the, the villain's lair, spoiler alert, or anything else. So we did that. We already knew we would enjoy playing music together. So we did that. And then it took another year or more before Pam Scholar Gel. But I've been playing a little with Tom and I've been playing a little with Ben. And I've been playing a little with Greg, who is a ham scholar and artist. Um, and then we all got together, and that's how Ham Scholar was officially born. That's
1: great. And you you play, um, you do live shows. I've seen you guys live a couple times behind uh, the bookstore. And what's the story there? Do you know the owner? Or do you how'd you get that space? It seems very good for your sound and just your visuals. You can project on the wall back there. It's outdoors. It's really great experience out
4: there yeah it's kind of our kind of our home base you know uh, i i had actually never been to that amazing to sideshow before i started playing with these guys uh, such an amazing shop but I guess, yeah but i feel like tom should talk about it because tom's known tony the owner for a really long time uh,
3: yeah tony um is a bit of a, a sort of secret la institution he's had this this fantastic hand bookstore for years and years now. It used to be on the west side. Now it's Mid-City. And it's really, you know, apart from the space, it's one of the best secondhand bookstores I know anywhere. But it has this great patio, and we... um, I hooked up with him through a a friend and started showing movies. Uh, And I was like, hey, can we come and play? Uh, And happily, he really enjoyed our sound, so... uh, he always makes us very welcome and it is it is a, a real nice place to play projecting the projecting the images on the wall above us and everyone everyone settles in and gets really nice and chilled out for the ham scholar true uh. yeah, you
1: have got couches around a lot of people around i think the, i saw a guy with uh you know having food it was just a real casual nice atmosphere my favorite part of that i've been to a couple of shows there and i like to uh, when you're walking up, like you park in the neighborhood, you can hear you guys from like blocks away. <laughs> 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 I wish I could interview a neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: I always wanted that too, because there's so many, uh, there's so many synagogues around there. and We always play on Friday nights. So yeah. like whenever I'm like loading in, I see all the, everyone going into the synagogues for the, you know, for <laughs> services and stuff. And uh, I always think we're going to disturb them or someone's going to come over and Complain.
2: Well, Well, Ham puts one in the mind of God and the Almighty.
4: (laughs) That's true, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe maybe all these synagogues around Tony's shop have been like, maybe they've been like singing along, you know? I swear. I bet you like
1: once a month they're like, okay, there it is. This this unknown source of sound coming from the center of their village. (laughs)
4: <laughs> we just we just won't we just won't tell them that the band name is Ham Scholar because it's not a very
2: <laughs> no, it's not a, I'm sure. not a very. I'm thinking title. about that.
4: Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, we'll change it to like. Ooh, maybe we'll change it to Lamb Scholar. Or Ram Scholar. Or yeah. Lamb oh, Scholar. Ram. Oh, Ram Scholar. Ram Scholar.
2: Um, yeah, we'll provide the Ram Scholar. I think a crossover album the album title. <laughs> <like> <laughs> that.
1: So, what do you guys consider your genre um, when you're playing, or do you? Think you think of it as a genre? Yeah, we oh. make
3: free space music. That's absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. It's there's, There is they a lot of Fill, the, jazz fill the
1: space with frequency. Yeah,
3: well, <laughs> Ben brings a Ben brings a, a real nice jazz vibe with his horn, uh, but it, mm-hmm. you, it's not jazz we make, uh, apart from in the broadest mm-hmm. sense of improvisational exploratory music. So yeah, free space mm-hmm. music is what it is because it's free and. Yeah, the idea is you know it is meant to be kind of a trip right? you know you're meant to you're meant to let yeah. the music take your way yeah, yeah it
1: really does too it really does it's a very you know it's just otherworldly and with the music with the projections that happen and hopefully i can put some video up on the site yeah. so you can see yeah. some of it but it's like i took a video of the last show i went to man it's just it's just such a great vibe just coming through the little alleyway while we're walking through the bookstore and you can hear you guys coming through and you get out there and you're just jamming away yeah. andy's face is covered in gold glitter you don't know what's going to happen <laughs> so, like, yeah, when i got there there was a, the seat in front of me was occupied by a dog and he was yes. his dog was
0: transfixed. <laughs> ears.
1: Yeah. We <laughs> got some video of him just because he was he was like angling his ears right towards the therapy. He just couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know this dog? Is he a big fan?
2: I can't place the dog at the top of my head, but then else is this dog ringing a ring bell? Oh, you
1: know?
4: Yeah, this is not ringing
2: bell. It I like <laughs> is a bell.
4: Well, I remember the stuffed dog. That's, that's why he was transfixed. Yeah. I don't remember a regular dog, though. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, I didn't a regular dog. Yeah, please. Yeah, we need, any, we need anything. We need any. Uh, we need <laughs> all. What I like
2: is that um, we typically play like a three hour set and we play a lot together. Our practices tend to go long, like three to six hours. We've we, we mm-hmm. have in the middle, but we're just a constant exploration of music. So we just bring that uh to a public performance we 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 have an idea what we might want to do but it is definitely we, we we're improvising as much we don't know what specifically we're going to do until we're doing it and we trust each other i think we put out something that thankfully the audience really appreciates because we had people um, give us their feedback and it's really positive after the shows people are definitely carried away by it and that's what we're looking for so we're glad
1: that people get that i could totally see guys in like a museum space at an opening or something like that where you really set you really have a strong vibe about you know it could really fit into a lot of different spaces
0: i um, I oh actually
1: had i've been listening to some of your stuff um, that andy sent me and it's just great to have on, you know. It's just so, it's just so unique. And it's, I mean, there's no cliches to be found, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> <just a> little... <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, it's just ever progressively there, you know. You just, it's just appearing in front of you, and it's great. I love it. We're trying to respond and, and just keep it. Um sort of
2: bizarre and unexpected for us too we're trying to follow where it takes us and i've had people like artists tell me it's great to do artwork too people have like anyone who's creative uh has said they enjoy working to it actually when they're able to because uh, we're, we're on bandcamp and we're on blog thought so there's a lot of music out there
1: for the casual listener to go uh, peruse yeah, look them up there in hmscholar.bandcamp and hmscholar.blogspot. And like, you can download some of their music at both places. And it's just great to put on. It's just, it's just, it's ambience, but it's not ambient. You know, it's weird. I don't know how to say what it is. It's just, it kind of fires your brain off,
4: you know, without yeah.
1: <laughs> being aggressively inside your head at the same time.
4: Yeah, I don't, I feel like even though we're really like, were obviously a long uh duration you know mm-hmm. kind of music i don't I, I don't know about these i feel like these guys would agree with me i don't think we consider ourselves like any kind of like an endurance piece or uh-huh. music no. like I,
2: feel like,
4: I feel like it is meant to kind of zone out on and you know it's not really yeah. even though it's not it music it is supposed to be kind of meditative not like uh you know difficult, uh-huh.
1: uh, it moves, it moves in a lot of ways like, you, you, it, it, you do zone out a lot and yeah. as an audience member, and it's great, And it, but at times you there's these pieces that just get, where it just comes together, and starts to yelling, and you can see the smiles on your guys' faces, lighting up when you know it's happening. <laughs> I notice a lot of times when it starts getting really, you start picking up the power a lot, that's when you, it's almost kind of like you're bringing it to an end. It's like you, you culminate in a lot of your songs to like this, I don't know, it's this creative energy just kind of comes and comes and comes and just culminates and then you get this kind of excitement towards the end of your songs that, I mean, not, the end could be another five, ten minutes, but, yeah, yeah, right, you know, <laughs> music, yeah, you
3: know, right. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, no, it, that's really true, and we, I, we do, I mean, we have had, uh, let's call it discussions in practice about getting too loud, because we, you know, we'll, right. it, you know, it'll carry you away, um, and uh it does it does get to the point sometimes where it's just, you know, it's just overwhelming <laughs> this this power that, that builds up. Um and that's normally yeah. down to to us who are using effects pedals, you know, it's easy it's easy to get carried away mm-hmm. with the um, yes. repeating <laughs> delay and echo on delay and echo. Um but you know, that's mm. not it's it's something where where it's it's easy to do too much of, but it's certainly not something to avoid. You know, we've tried, we try we have got a there are a lot of sounds we can make. And I you know, one thing I like about Ham Scholar is that, you know, there's kind of there's always new sounds. Um there's yeah. no that's part of what what it's about. Like we don't have songs. We don't you know we don't have a set list or play it the same thing at mm. was it's always, um, you know, yeah. it's it's always a it's always, it is always an exploration. That's that's kind of that's kind of the point of home
1: What are your what inspirations do you have from artists or other musicians um,
4: out there, if any, that influence the sound? Ooh. I feel like we have a lot of shared. You know, it's interesting. I think we have between the three of us. You know, I feel like you know we we definitely have a lot of shared. Uh, Shared influences, but then there's also influences that we all have a little separate from each other Yeah, then, and then you try and
3: make you listen to make this a fucking death metal. Ah, no, yes, no,
4: I guess I'm the only one. I'm the only one who loves, uh, extreme metal, but uh, <laughs> Well, Andy likes some of it. That's actually kind of how Andy and I started hanging out was Andy coming up to me at work, talking to me about going to a Sun concert Yes And, uh, uh-huh. uh, I don't remember if, yeah but I can't remember, Andy, if you if you had heard me, we had talked about music before then, but I remember this one time in the, the staff kitchen. Yeah. They we were like, are you going to that Sun show at the Echoplex? And I was like, hell yeah, I already got a ticket.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I hadn't, you
1: guys taught me about Sun. I hadn't heard about him until you guys were talking about him. And Bonnie went with you to one of the shows. Yeah, I think that was the uh, second. I loved it. I'm so jealous I couldn't go. I had a show
4: that night myself, I think, but I, I loved it.
1: Yeah, so They're really, pretty awesome. I've been listening to them on big kids kid, since then, and I'm so jealous I didn't get to see Well, they'll play again,
4: so you'll have another opportunity. I feel like with the three of us, I feel like some of the stuff we end up talking about the most is like, um, well, definitely like some of the noise rock, like Melvins kind of stuff. Actually, Tom, I don't even, are you a big like Melvins person? Mm-hmm. Like, no, not really. Uh, I don't
3: care either way. Uh, I don't.
4: Okay, let me let me take it back. Andy and I like talking about that stuff, uh, but uh, but I feel like I feel like krautrock. I feel like Kraut Rock is a big, like we all are huge krautrock fans. Uh, I was gonna.
3: Yeah, I definitely for, for me particularly. I mean, I don't don't really have any theremin inspirations because uh, unfortunately not many people play the theremin. Um, Especially not, mm-hmm. not the way I do it, because I'm so special. <laughs> um, but definitely, one of definitely one of the inspirations is things like the, the cosmic jokers and the, the cosmo show and the flat the rock spectrum. Uh, for me, it's definitely it's definitely mm-hmm. that and the kind of the, the more spacey uh, free uh, jazz guys. Um, you know, most obviously like some mm-hmm. But even even when you're you're talking about your your classic free jazz of the, the late trayman and Pharaoh and Sanders, this kind of you know, uh, reaching for like another, you know, transcendence to another dimension kind of thing.
2: What you said earlier about playing uh, art spaces like museums and galleries, we're definitely into that and that's one of the things we're exploring. Oh, um, yeah,
4: yeah,
3: another I one, one is
4: we're right. still yes definitely. Maybe at the synagogue next door to sideshow. That's maybe that's how. We're we
3: were
4: we were gonna do our first
2: Bay Area show last weekend too, but that also had to get postponed indefinitely for understandable reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are still hoping to play a uh, independent music festival in Bozeman, Montana this summer, but this is all up in the air right now, depending on when the world gets back to normal. But when we have details on that, we'll be yeah. telling everybody. Believe me. Uh, and field trip with
1: those if it happens. So, are you guys aware of any music that is out there that's similar, or any kind of vibe that, that you've come across and that is somehow similar to what you're doing? Ooh, uh, uh, Do you want to talk about your competition? I
2: know. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. don't know. of course not. <laughs> but I mean, there's all kinds of like trance and industrial. The uh, late great Psychic TV, who I was happy enough to see with Colin in Glendale again just a few years ago. That was a, that and, was
3: a hell of a good game. Uh,
2: that was amazing. They were as fun and fresh as they ever have been. And uh, who is this with Psychic beings? TV? Um, they're oh, they're phenomenal at all periods. Uh, I would definitely look them up.
4: Yeah, Throbbing Gristle, Psychic TV. Yeah. That's another
3: shared free yeah, so, of
4: us. Sort of
2: like, yeah, uh,
3: I definitely, definitely looks for the sense of experiment, and also uh you know anything anything can be music. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's definitely part <laughs> of what we do. Uh we use we've been using quite a lot of um it's not samples but uh, pre recorded snippets and things. Uh Andy's good if we have one song actually, it's not got a name but built around some recording Andy made it, uh Daytona. Which is fantastic, oh, yeah. uh, and blends blends in beautifully with with the noises that we make. And I I play various things uh, through one of my little outputs, and uh, you know just a lot of spoken word. I like I like having people reading poetry over our music. Um, but yeah, but th- that's part of generally, you know, like anything anything can be harnessed to the cause of the of the scholar trip. Yeah, I was thinking
4: about how. Um, well, you were just talking about uh, where did this come from. Anyways, I play the saxophone through a lot of uh, effects pedals, which mm-hmm. has been awesome. To, it's something I've always wanted to kind of hone in on. Yeah, I don't think yeah.
3: I've ever even
1: seen it really done
3: before
4: like that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen it done before for sure, but um, but i just have always always been a personal thing I've wanted to try. But but I still feel like I, um, you know, I'm always going between. Uh, you know, kind of doing stuff where I'm not playing the sax too much and just playing with the pedals, and, you know, mm-hmm. I guess you could say like making more ambient sounds, but then, you know, sort of trying to balance that and also just playing the sax, you know? Yeah, the sax, the sax <laughs> uh, in my
1: opinion, has this has this ability when you guys are playing to come in and kind of unify things if it wants yeah. to, you know? Almost like it, it can be almost overpowered, you know, like you're aware of the power of it and sometimes I've noticed
4: that. Yeah, and the theremin and the, I think, I feel like the theremin and the saxophone really, uh, you Go know, really happens. Happens. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's something about, cause it's an alto sax specifically. But uh, somehow they, they just kind of ride, but I ride above everything. And it sounds really, like, you know, with Andy's really uh, textural, uh, guitar, yeah. really unique guitar playing. And he's uh, just fun to
1: watch. Like, I recommend, you um, know, you can go online and listen to their stuff. But if you're in Los Angeles, you want a chance to go see him. You can't, there's no experience like it. I mean, I feel like I've been transported to a different time or dimension. Right? So. Yeah, out. that's the idea. I love it. So anyway, what do What else do you guys have going on? I know we talked about the Killer Clown movie. I don't know if Ben was involved in that, or I, I actually saw that. <laughs> no, after. I wasn't. I wasn't. No, I
4: didn't know these guys back then. So, okay. I thought it was amazing! I want to be part of the next one. Whatever. Clown
1: <laughs> yes. <I read> <laughs> Hotel. What's it's it Clown
2: Hotel Massacre, and when it comes out, it's in the producer's hands. And so now I hands
1: i see <laughs> it. I saw it at Andy's house at the point. At we had different people over. We yeah, were, that was fun.
3: Good. And you incorporated right? some of it. Yeah, fire that would be he's, he's never, never going to release it. He's sitting on <laughs> it. I don't know why we bothered. bother <laughs> I
2: did make a few videos for those uh those songs that we recorded. So those music videos are on YouTube. Um, And I'll send you the links for those, Miles, so that you can... You know,
1: Okay, great. Um, they With the with the Clown Motel scenes or something, what are, are um, there videos to...? There's
2: strictly um, just the soundtrack, the music that Tom and I made, uh, okay. and the six songs that we did that uh, I made like a mini-album out of, and for these six songs I also made a real low-budget, we'll call them music videos, but they're just excuses to have the songs posted online,
3: so. videos to the music, uh, to yeah, the yeah, music yeah. videos, man. Uh-huh.
1: Isn't yeah, cool? I really am. Yeah, right. I I've, I've seen a couple of them. They're great. You? I think they look great. Oh. I think they do a good job of if not taking away from the music. You know, in a way, they kind of just, and a lot of people probably need the visuals in a way if they're not ready for Yeah,
2: it. I think they help. Um, if you're, you know, watching the video, you can just listen to music out of the corner of your ear. And if you're just listening to music, you can watch the video out of the corner of your eye. And, uh, they're complementary that way. <laughs> so, um, but Johnny's elbow into space is the one that'll help get you there uh, most easily because no one else has done a song called that on YouTube. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah I'm on your YouTube right now.
4: Let's M. Scholars, M. Scholars are pretty foolproof. Uh, you know, you're not going to find a whole yes. lot of other. Well, on Google, I guess I haven't searched YouTube, Camp Scholar, if I others not yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We
1: locked down that name, that's one of
2: the many good things about the is that no one else has uh, bothered to deploy it yet, so. Yeah.
4: But people really, people really catch on with the name, I don't know, not that a name really matters in the end, but, you know, bands, but like, it's funny, people really, uh,
1: you want to you know more?
2: You're just, you just like what? What is it? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. appealing, doesn't it?
4: Um, so, uh, we we've joked about doing—we well, half joked, jokingly talked about trying to do a, do a clown motel. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 and have yeah. people care about it at the yeah. clown yeah. motel.
2: beautiful Nevada, which it's a town of like 2,000 <laughs> out there in Central Nevada, and the reason it exists seems to be. It's exactly halfway between Vegas and Reno in the middle of the desert. There ain't nothing else around. Well, it okay, used to be a of-
3: mining All of the towns around there are, are yeah. old mining towns, but, but the area was mined yes. out, I think, near the start of the last century. So it's half a ghost town. Yeah. And, th- and the other towns around there are, are all like half ghost towns, all complete ghost towns, with names like quartz and quartzite and topaz and things. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know where the name Totopile comes from. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's really weird. Half of, a half of man. Yeah,
1: yeah, this is a real motel that they filmed the movie in. It's yeah. a clown-themed motel. They filmed worked the- for
2: a week, we lived there and worked there and took it over. We were about 20 to 30% of the full the population of this motel for about a week. And uh, it, was, it was fun, it was a wild, uh, it was a good week. Uh,
3: yeah, it was to- a distraction for the permanent residents. Uh, yeah. Because there are some people who live full time at the Clown Motel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I should I should mention that one of the what I mean it's bizarre enough there is a Clown Motel. What's really bizarre is whoever built this motel decided to build it next to a graveyard. Yeah. There is a there's a graveyard dating from about 1900, the late 19th century, uh, literally right right next to the motel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I there's a diner yeah, I go
0: to in
1: Philly that's got a it's in a it's a diner basically inside of a, a cemetery. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah, what's go the name ahead. of it? I just went there last time I was there. I used to live near it and it's, it's 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 surrounded by a cemetery, but it's like fenced off around the back, so you don't feel like you're in it. But you're surrounded by a cemetery. Oh. Uh, Wow. it's a boxcar diner. It's just a boxcar diner called back Bob. in is it Bob's? Called
4: Bob's Diner? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think it is Bob's. Yeah, they filmed a couple there movies there. there. All right.
4: Yeah. It's on the edge of a church and cemetery, it says, apparently. Yeah, it's at, I think
1: it's uh, Rock- in Roxborough, yeah. That's where I used to live. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> wow, Bob's
4: Diner. My grandma used to refuse to
1: go there because she thought the water came from the graves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, okay. This, this, this sandwich has Yeah, right. You know,
4: <laughs> you know, the more well, is, is the is head, 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 chef, head, head, head chef. You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what's the special today?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm into that, man. That sounds great. That sounds like a Cannibal Corpse lyric that I would uh, get really Maybe
0: we'll play a set
2: at Bob's Diner. Hey, Bob's Diner, if you're listening, once the gets back to we'll be happy to hit you on who's supposed to whenever that happens.
1: They'd have to clear out the entire diner of tables to let you fit in
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the audience would sit outside and
1: watch you perform inside. You'll be
2: dining out fresco today. If you yes. want to sit in the military and we could play through the open windows <laughs> of Bob's Diner, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good. good. Bigger, bigger. I, I feel a plan coming along. <laughs> <audience. laughs>
4: Uh, you know, I was going to say the Bozeman yeah, Music Fest, sure. so, to so to it's funny, I was, so our so my two friends that are that are putting it on, it's funny, I I asked one of them about it, and he was like, yeah, I don't think we're going to do, you know, it just seems too uncertain, And then, but then I talked to the other one, and he was like, oh yeah, it's still happening, so it's right. like 50-50 at this point, so I love that, <laughs> they don't seem like, seem like they haven't really, uh, but, but they want us, they really ideally would love it if we could play, uh, yeah, because my friend Matt, uh matt chambers who's a great uh painter uh he uh lives out there um on a property and uh, so he's got a lot of land this is the bozeman festival yeah in montana uh, in july hopefully fingers crossed but But, uh, yeah, they really want us to play outside in the woods if we can make it happen. I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah. The oh, generator.
2: Should I tell you how the name Ham Scholar came to be before you go?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um,
2: the, the origin of the name Ham Scholar, honestly, it was a failed attempt at a pet name for my wife because I always kind of make up <laughs> nonsense terms and sometimes they stick Like Because, you know, sweetie and honey and baby cakes, <laughs> those are all... So, like hey, Poo hey Sugar Marie. I just throw out a name, and if she likes, she'll, she'll kind of look and like purse her lips and go okay. And if she doesn't like, it, she'll go no. And mm-hmm. Handball is what I just tossed out. They just came to me like three syllables that seemed to go well together. And I said, hey, hand Scholar, what's up? And she looked at me and said no. And I said, what do you mean, Hand <laughs> Scholar? That's pretty good. huh? she goes no. I'm like, well, I use it somewhere.
1: <laughs> so. Um, I think there's a general rule for nicknames for your significant other. Ham shouldn't be as part I, of it. You know, I, I from the end, it was on screen, and you're probably
2: right, but I've said it before I thought that. But I'm glad you got used But Ham Scholar is a lover to all of us, so. I think
1: it's right. a Well, fun thanks, thanks a lot for coming by the Funhouse today, guys. I enjoyed uh, having you. Is that? Is that?
3: Hopefully yeah, we, we you get so come. When you we're not you in, in
1: you a, a world where we're yeah. apart, Maybe we can do yeah. some with uh, you guys playing some live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 That would be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be, well, that, sure. that, yeah. that. Yeah, be awesome. All right, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon.
0: soon.
3: soon. Okay, okay. Cool. Thank you.
1: Miles. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: a chalkboard. It's time for ASMR with Moist Miles. Hello, it's Moist Miles. Dry Miles asked me to speak with you about the terrible affliction of audiophobia. You may have heard the media refer to my uh, Audiophobia phobia conversion techniques as controversial. But if that were true, why are people still paying me to do it? If you haven't heard of me, welcome. I like you best. So many people that know me end up leaving Asshole comments on my Facebook about how I'm anti-science. Well, James, I'd rather be anti-science than an asshole on Facebook trying to, quote, save others from idiots like Moist Miles. So anyway, over the next couple of minutes... We'll be reading a series of words and phrases as well as creating sounds some of which will cause you to wince. The wincing is part of it just to put up with it you pansy. reason you have an aversion to these words and these noises is that someone hasn't properly forced them upon you with the most assaulting tool available which is ASMR you are You are not.
1: Bonnie Wright, who just picked her nose, and I started recording. Oh my god! No, that was a pick.
5: A little scratch.
1: <clears throat> so anyway, <laughs> we're here with confirmed nose picker Bonnie Wright, and we or I were... might as
5: well just pick my nose now oh, that, that that's everybody's deep gonna
1: think of. In there. <laughs> Oh my god! And our costumes are provided by Shawna Leonard. Uh, My friend from home, Mm -hmm. um, she sent me a new... She made both both masks. Mine is ZZ Top themed.
5: And mine is a traditional whack mask. It's just wacky.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It looks good. Mm -hmm. uh,
5: Thank you, Shauna.
1: Yeah, thanks, Shauna.
5: It even has the special pocket for a filter. I've been using doggy wee-wee pads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: unused ones <laughs> okay so anyway somebody asked us if uh, Bonnie would review Midsummer, the movie and I found the director's cut version which I guess is like an extra 20 minutes not that I noticed did you notice that much of a when you're
5: already like past two hours or whatever of yeah. hair bending weirdness Another 20 minutes didn't
1: matter. I get that out of the way right away. The length of the movie doesn't matter to me. It's so engrossed. I don't want it to end. It's so visual. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like to watch it. It's really fun to look at. Mm -hmm. The extra 20 minutes, basically, I read about it later, um, extends the, develops the character plot points a little better. That's pretty much it. Um, but I thought actually I'm glad it happened because I remember the first time I was kind of confused as to the motivations <laughs> of a couple characters that but I think where that come from. Yeah, that I think were spelled out a little better.
5: Mm-hmm. And I think we could point them out too after even like whatever it's been now, like after a year. Mm-hmm. Whenever it came out that watching it in, in the extended version, we were like, "Ooh, this one looks like new. I don't remember this at all. This yeah. makes sense. Uh-huh. This fills in some spots."
1: Yeah, that was good. It's just a real visual movie. If you haven't seen it, there aren't really a lot of great visual thrillers that being made <laughs> these days. There's a couple of independent companies trying a bit too hard. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. But this one, A24 is always super good. I was just saying like only just through repetition watching so many. It was like, "Wait a minute. Isn't A24 usually the one that's that's good?" Jaden yeah. Mitchell
1: Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, they do good stuff. They do a lot of independent things, too. Mm-hmm.
5: So part of today is, too, that I think we noticed when we first watched it. It was like, isn't this like Wicker Man? So it's like, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a triple triple <laughs> review today. <laughs> triple
1: review. Well, we're already doing it. We watched Wicker Man, the original, um, just to see what kind of parallels. and. That was kind of half paying attention. So Bonnie, I think, had more to draw from it.
5: Mm -hmm. The one from the 70s uh, that was crazy. And I think it said rated X for (laughs) 1973 or whatever it was. Just because they were just straight up boobs the whole time. Um, And well, straight up full nudity. I think I don't... Not close ups or whatever, but it was like 1970s far away ritual lady dancing nudity, I guess. Mm. It was
1: too much. It was just too much. Pagan pagan
5: boobies. (laughs) And then uh, we watched the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man because we had watched that, you know, quite a few years ago and just wanted to compare it because I don't think I had ever Mm -hmm. seen them anywhere near each other in time. So, yeah, but uh, I guess uh, the main... Idea today was just to show how, even though I really like Midsummer, it's still kind of a ripoff
1: of of Wicker
5: Man. Yeah.
1: What kind of how many similarities?
5: Well, I've got my nice list here I've (laughs) prepared. I'm not gonna go through my list. Yeah, you better I just go had to prepare mentally. But I may glance at it. Bonnie
1: and her mom call each other. They had to prepare lists of things to talk about.
5: I am going to start preparing lists because I do not right now and I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> but uh okay. So I'm not looking at my list, not at looking I'm
1: at my looking list. At it. I think I'm gonna hold
5: your list. All right. Okay, so midsummer, I don't know. I still like it better than the original wicker man let's just stop talking about the nicholas cage wicker man at this point we over you know over that now it sucks Uh but the first wicker man even though it's awesome i'm still gonna say i like midsummer better but it has all the same components as the original wicker man like you have pagan rituals that are in your face for like the whole movie, like, okay, I get it, pagan Specific
1: pagan. specific springtime, like rebirth Harvest ritual. <laughs> it's stuff, the same ritual. Fertility,
5: yeah. female, da 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 naked boobies in the original yeah. Wicker Man, let's but then see them, boobies. And then just straight up like you know, girls coming of age and enticing unknowing Americans uh into procreating, let's say Gross. in the midsummer movie but like fertility is like a big deal um just like with i guess ancient pagans you know there was like the whole circle of life and cycle pagans are the uh, only
1: ones that care about fertility
5: uh, i guess (laughs) and you know uh harvest and sowing your plants and whatever and then ensuring a good harvest or whatever so that comes through in both movies Mm -hmm. i guess so that was kind of at the forefront in sacrifice, you know. Um, animal sacrifice, human mm-hmm. sacrifice mm-hmm. via fire and a mm-hmm. culminating yeah, okay. spoiler. So similarity the similarities. Is that <laughs> so I feel like all the huge points,
1: uh-huh. you
5: know, like the core tenets of both are all the, the same. The
1: points that moving along. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, and just everything about it being like a secluded area you cannot remember or figure out how you even got there mm-hmm. you have no way to get out of there it's more of even a... if you try to leave you can't yeah but uh, I think the culminating thing in *Midsummer* that I don't know if I'm supposed to leave
1: this as an open-end. Yeah leave it as an open-end
5: okay yeah. well I've already given away too much yeah, I guess. But I know you have. is the protagonist the protagonist in both wicker man movies is the guy who i will not say what happens to them i guess and then in midsummer
1: he lives
5: well i, I could A just fine say fine life in midsummer i won't say what happens to the protagonist in midsummer but it's different <laughs> yeah. than the wicker man and if anything it's like i don't know like totally uh, 180 So, I don't know. But, I don't know. Uh, There's some clues throughout Midsummer about the protagonist Mm -hmm. that I feel, I don't know. I'm just going to say it. The protagonist is, like, almost, like, becomes, like, the people that she is trying to escape from Mm -hmm. in that movie, and you see little hints of it throughout the movie that, like, she's acclimating or... Or that she foresees something that's about to happen, and it kind of lets it happen, mm-hmm. um, even though she knows what's going on. Like several mm-hmm. times where things could be called off, and she doesn't call them off.
1: She so just goes with the flow. She
5: goes with the flow. Yeah, I
1: recognize that now that you say it.
5: Like several times in several instances. Mm-hmm. That's so, a good
1: observation.
5: So that's like that might be
1: the most insightful observation we've ever had on the show. <laughs> I think we should have a sound for that.
5: <laughs> um I don't know, but like there were like other parts of both movies too that like kind of were like almost too cheap that Midsummer co-opted the like those things and used them like oh in you know the original and in the Nicolas Cage, you know, Wicker Man, there's always an annual photo of the you know um, of the
1: previous years, yeah, the
5: harvest and how well it went, whatever. And the same yeah. exact thing as in Midsummer. It's like they didn't need to do that. Yeah, I match. mean, like there were plenty of other reasons well, to have homage. the hairs on the back of your neck go. hundred wrong. After twenty wrong. years, after 20 you don't need years, a photo.
1: It's an homage. After ten years, is a ripoff. I don't know. Ten to twenty, you can get away with. This was fifty, a almost fifty years. Yeah, it's an homage.
5: Uh. But uh, you know, or even just like in both movies, there's like oh uh, something odd and written in a book that's really rubbing you the wrong way, and you're like, hmm, I should get out now. And the same thing is happening in Midsummer, but it's not in like necessarily books. You see it all over in all these flags and renderings and paintings, and
0: yeah.
5: uh, so anyway, so there's some more stuff that was kind of similar, but they didn't need to really. Mm-hmm go so far as doing that kind of cheapened some of it for me. You should watch *Midsummer* just because it's so cool to look at. Yeah, really artful. Right
0: yeah.
5: Artful, artistic. I like... Well, okay. I like... What's her name? Frances McFew or Hugh or whatever her name is. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, I have not seen Little Women yet. But Miles and I saw... Fighting With My Family, which was like the story of this British professional wrestler lady. Mm -hmm. Um, God, I can't remember her name now. But anyway, she plays the the professional wrestler woman. It's like a biopic or biopic, however film people say that word. And uh, she was awesome in it. Miles and I saw a screener of it in LA, and The Rock called us on the phone, like he called yeah. the audience and was checking in because <laughs> he funded the film or helped fund it, so that was really cool, she was in that too. I like mm-hmm. her, but what I was getting at is the lead dude in Midsummer sucks, oh, God, so bad. and I mean like you're supposed to hate his character, but I just hate <laughs> him because he's awful, he's not any good in it, maybe he's that good, but he just felt like a novice, yeah. <laughs> It just didn't go. <laughs> or he just seemed so awkward like he wasn't pulling things off.
1: Well, he was awkward.
5: Like it was like high school drama club. But then there was that guy from uh, Bandersnatch. Like the guy with the crazy eyebrows from know. Bandersnatch. He was the blonde uh, guy in Bandersnatch.
1: Bandersnatch. In, uh, oh, Bandersnatch. Yeah. yeah. What was that? That was the Netflix thing? Yeah. God.
5: Of... um. Yeah. The guy who just the looks nuts. Your own adventure? He plays this real uh, douchey 20 something who vapes the entire time. In Midsummer?
1: In Midsummer. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was in Bandersnatch. Yeah, I do remember. I cannot believe really you remember those. Things. He's just that so connection. crazy
5: looking. But anyway, that kid—he was good because you just hated him, but for reasons like he could actually pull off his character, yeah. which oh was—he
1: was the most annoying I know, character. He's, just
5: he's vaping, really funny
1: though. Eh? Like
5: the whole time, like when everybody else is just like so <laughs> down to actual earth. Like these are of the Earth people, and he's all like, yo, where's the girls at? <laughs> Everybody's, like, wearing traditional Nordic embroidered garb, and he's all like, you're... Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> so it's embarrassing. I feel like I was that person at one point in my life. Mm,
5: I've got video of you being that person. Oh, my
1: God, I'm going to throw on.
5: Yeah, but anyway, um, I would definitely see Midsummer if you haven't seen it yet, and really... You could see either version. Regular old Midsummer or the extended one, and I think you'll like it either way.
1: I recommend the extended one. I just got... You know, it doesn't really matter. I liked both, too. See both. I don't know. Obviously, I'm ready to fall asleep. I don't want to ruin Bonnie's great interview, so... (laughs) Well, that
5: was it. That was pretty much all the movies. Yeah, okay. Plural movies. Sorry, Um, Andy. We watched... uh, Oh, yeah, Nicholas Andy Cage, was Wicker Man, watch. without
1: you. I mean, well, I'm glad we didn't waste a good movie on Andy. I mean, we didn't get a good. What? Movie. <laughs> it didn't come out <laughs> right. I
3: mean, I'm
1: glad we didn't waste a
0: good Andy movie, on a good uh, opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what we didn't make him, him what
5: watch I'm, a crappy movie, is what you're trying Andy, to say. Andy is
1: who I'm interviewing in this podcast. He's a Ham scholar. <laughs> That's I wouldn't right. like it if I, in the other segment within the same podcast, I'm insulting him.
5: Sorry, Andy. You're going to learn out, learn the hard way that we watched it without you. Wow.
0: No. I
1: didn't want to watch it with him because I don't like him.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. well, Comedy I'm, gold.
1: Already, you ready, You ready to get going?
5: Ready to get going. All right.
1: I'll see you.
5: Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Oh, hey, you caught me by the Funhouse Fountain playing the Funhouse Harpsichord. I'd like to thank Ham Scholar for taking time to talk with me today. You can look them up on Bandcamp. Actually, just go right to my milesisfunhouse.com. I'll put links to some of their stuff on there. Um, Thank you, Aaron Buck from Corning, New York, for recommending Bonnie review the film *Midsummer*. Aaron's a glass blower. You can find out more about him and his work and yeah, his travels on Instagram at Dojo Glass as Dio
0: Bonnie came
1: out. summer and both Wicker Mans this week, on a personal mental note, after listening to this and previous episodes, I need to work on my skills for ending interviews, which now I think kind of actually mirrors how I end things in real life. Okay.